Cyberpunk 2077 by CD Projekt Red. What hasn't already been said about this game that hasn't already been said? The millions of things, how it released, everything that happened during its launch, the most anticipated games in development for almost nine years, and it comes out in not the most favorable way that I'm pretty sure the people who worked on the game wanted it to be received or talked about. A game that, before it was even out, the good graces that video game players had for CD Projekt Red's past work, The Witcher and Witcher 3, which was held in high regards as one of their very best titles. And with the announcement and anticipation of Cyberpunk 2077, there was no way that this game could have been bad, right? This game couldn't have released horribly. The Witcher had its problems, but CD Projekt Red was quick to patch it, fix it, and get it working on many, many different devices. Consoles, PC, Xbox, PlayStation 4, and the Nintendo Switch of all consoles. So, why did Cyberpunk come out the way it did? Why... Is it being talked about in so much negativity? We've talked about this at length on episodes. People are still talking about it. People are either for it, like it, hate it. They did us wrong. Horrible. I'll remark or echo the words of our friend who was a special guest who added his thoughts that it was... The players' fault for how Cyberpunk came out. It was the players' fault for wanting it so soon. That's why Cyberpunk 2077 came out the way it was. It's our fault. Is it? I don't know. I'm here today to talk about Cyberpunk 2077 because I finished cyberpunk 2077 i completed it i finished the story i did a good chunk of the side missions i explored the world of night city as the character v my character v my personal character v i chose the outcome i chose the path i chose everything this character was i created this character i lived in this world i lived in night city with bugs and all and i'm here today to tell you my experience to talk about the game i will be talking in good length of this title there will be spoilers i will be spoiling a lot of things i'll be talking about the story but probably not completely in length so if you're listening and can't really follow because I'm not completely explaining the story I highly recommend that you finish the game yourself so you at least you know what I'm talking about because I'm going to try not to 
completely divulged all the information of the story, not for spoilers' sake, but more for... There's a lot of story in Cyberpunk 2077, and I think I just want to get to what I enjoyed most playing through Cyberpunk 2077. Don't get me wrong. I had my ups and downs with this game, but before I mainly spoil this, before you stop this recording, before you stop listening because you don't want any spoilers, I completely understand. That's what I recommend. I would recommend stopping and playing this game because I am going to say, I think it is worth playing Cyberpunk 2077, but... Not if you have a base PS4. Not if you have a base Xbox One. I played Cyberpunk 2077 on an Xbox Series X. Not many people have an Xbox Series X. So I really don't even recommend buying a Series X just to play Cyberpunk. I would say wait. Just like in the past with The Witcher, CD Projekt Red seems like they are going as quickly as possible in trying to fix any type of bug crash or anything with cyberpunk 2077 but i do recommend if you have a high-end pc or an xbox series x i would say check it out i mean i only really encountered two crashes at the end of the game uh a few bugs but nothing game breaking Visually, it looked nice. You know, it doesn't look anywhere near as beautiful as the PC version. High-end PC specs, uh, you know, ray tracing, all that stuff. But with what the they were able to do with the game on consoles, there was moments I was like, wow, this looks really nice. And other moments where I kind of was like, ooh, I wonder how it's going to look once they do the next-gen upgrade. Because there's still the next-generation upgrade for the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Even though I'm playing on a Series X, it's not the next-gen version. That seems like it'll probably be coming way later. I'm talking maybe a year, maybe even longer now that they have to fix everything that's wrong with this game. I can't even begin to imagine how bad this is on last-gen consoles. Now that we're talking about it, it's last-gen consoles. And I can't even fathom that. I mean, we've had people on the show talk about their experiences, and one of them was just like they could barely even play that, even on a PlayStation 4 Pro. So all that stuff, I didn't have that experience, but I'm not trying to say that, hey, someone who had that, they're wrong. No, because I had an okay experience. I didn't have what everyone else was having and not because they're lying it's just because i'm playing on a xbox series x man on a console that wasn't the console previous it's a console that could handle a bit more because there's technically not really anything to showcase this console but that's besides the point warning there will be spoilers so sit back relax as we take a cruise around night city When you start off Cyberpunk 2077, it's the type of game where your character V can be anybody. You create any character you want. Male, female, any body part, any gender, 
doesn't even matter male female what have you you can do whatever you want create your own character make it look anyway clothing hair facial features facial beard no beard mustache sideburn whatever it is a type of game where you can create whatever you want and you have three choices you have three choices as in you can be a nomad you can be a street kid or you can be a corpo and these are different distinction different types of characters you can be in night city i ended up choosing street kid to me that felt more in the line of what i wanted to be kind of what made more sense to me just something that what i you know pretty much what i wanted when it comes to character creation or character customization in games if you give me an option 100 percent of the time i will be a female character and reasons i choose to be female characters is personally i think they have better clothing options sometimes i get so bored if i have to create a male character i'll be like okay cool i'll make this male character try to make it look like me and then like they can they never have anything that's even resembles like any of my facial features maybe sometimes my hair you know my skin color it's either way too dark or way too light and sometimes it's just like oh whatever i always that's why i always hate having male characters but why i love creating female characters is the clothing options they have way better clothing options in my opinion in a lot of games if you get to choose um which gender you'd like to be um and without a doubt i always make a female character red hair hands down and i liked a lot of the options and a lot of like what you can do character customization wise in cyberpunk dude love that shit love putting all that detail man clothing options in this game a lot of it though is shared that i, I think i've seen like it's a lot of the stuff that you have is shared between male or female because i don't think a lot of it is no distinction technically you can wear anything so i could have been a dude but female all the way man going through the game that i that i was reading and i kind of checked out and I talked to other people who've played the game people who've been corpos people who have been you know nomads you kind of have about two to three hour each version has its own storyline for probably about the first two to three hours then events happen within the game and then boom you're all following pretty much a similar path at path after that so that's why i kind of was just like ah corpo just seemed kind of lame because you're this top dog in business you know you're up there you're living in this you know not mansion but kind of like top floor of a building and then boom now you're basically street level kid and it's just kind of like oh okay like not that that doesn't happen but i was kind of a bit bummed like oh that you know everyone has kind of a unique story the first three hours then then you follow kind of a similar path after that kind of a bummer when i heard that but kind of glad that i chose street kid because that made more sense to me in all these different versions you get to meet your buddy your partner jackie wells and you run into him doing a side job and he's also doing that job too and i was trying i was going to go steal a car jackie comes up points a gun at me pulls me out of the car but then the cops come with the cops we get out of it 
And then we just become friends. That's what happens. You just become friends. And then a montage of just like you guys hanging out probably for like a year maybe. I think it was like a couple of months. And you guys just become cool. You, you know, you meet his mom. You meet his girlfriend. You you meet where his mom works in the bar. You know, it, it's just it's just this montage flashes of all these things. You get in fights. You, you do, you know, jobs together. And pretty much it sets up like jackie is your buddy now after that one confrontation and how you meet and then now you're buds right and at first i kind of thought like all right cool like uh this is how they're gonna do it all right this guy's my buddy it fucking worked it worked but <laughs> it worked and it was weird because i didn't think it was gonna work but it worked but it works a bit later you know because you do a job after that with him and you kind of like slowly get to just know him as a person, like just the way he acts his conversation with you, because there is a history there, even though you didn't really experience all of it, but they did a good job of showing it. It was, it's crazy how they did that. And this, I give props to CD Projekt Red. A lot of the story in this game was very interesting. A lot of stuff I really enjoyed and in this, you kind of get a job to do this heist going to Arasaka Tower to steal a type of, it's a chip. I'm, I'm forgetting the name, the specific name for it, but you're stealing something going into Arasaka Tower. You and Jackie have to kind of go undercover, pretend like you're business people. Um, you get inside the building, but you have to kind of find this hidden compartment with the chip in it, steal it. But when all this happens and you find it, the Arasaka, the, his son and the father, they end up going into that room. So you're hiding and you find out like the son. It's this whole thing of just like, I mean, if you're listening, you already know the story. Once the son kills the father and you witness it, you try to escape the tower. And then escaping the tower, you get caught. So you jump off the tower, crash into kind of like another part of it. But the package that you had the chip in is damaged and it's leaking because it's in this compartment that I think it, it kind of has to stay frozen or, or something about it ended up leaking and the chip is going to get damaged. So it's either you or Jackie and Jackie kind of suggests put the chip in your head because in Cyberpunk, like, you know, you can put chips or attach cords or whatever. Again, you played the game, you know what's going on. You put it in your head. It kind of messes with you. Long story short, during this heist, Jackie gets shot and Jackie dies. And at that moment, I'm like, oh, shit. At the funeral, they have um, in the in the uh, Spanish Mexican culture, Latino culture, they had this thing called an ofrenda. And uh, for the non Spanish speaking listeners of the show. Uh, it's what's in Coco, <laughs> if you've seen Coco, um, but they have that for Jackie. You meet with Misty, Jackie's girlfriend, and you go into Jackie's like garage with all this stuff. And then she kind of talks about each little thing. She's like, oh, uh, Mama Wells, Mama Wells, which is Jackie's mother, is like wants me to get something for the ofrenda. And, you know, Misty kind of talks about each individual thing you find in his garage there was one where I'm going through each channel, oh, which, what, what's it going to be? What, what, what is it? What am I going to have? And then there was a belt. Jackie's dad, when he was a kid, would beat his mom with a belt. 
one day he was hitting his mom or about to hit his mom. He grabs the belt from his dad and says, you're not going to hit her anymore and kept the belt from there. Like Jackie kept it to symbolize like nobody takes control over me, something like that. Anyway, I ended up picking a few things. You can, you can pick anything. You can pick up anything in that garage. But when Mama Wells and other people walk up in front of the ofrenda and talk about Jackie, you're hearing this. And then Mama Wells is like, V, it's your turn. And I get up there because it's me. You know, you're playing the game. It's like you get invested in the character you create and the character that you're playing. And I go up there and it says, which one are you going to choose? I chose the belt. V gives a remark and I fucking started tearing up. It That's what I'm saying. It fucking worked. I had, what, less than two to three hours with this character, with Jackie Wells. And I fucking felt like I lost my buddy. I started welling up, you know, like it, it was even I was just like, what the hell's got happening to me? You know, but it, it worked like I have to give credit to where credit's due, man. CD Projekt Red, they did a really good job, like to make me even care about a character that they create with less than three hours of getting to know them. And and that moment being up there saying those words, even though I didn't say I hit a button to choose that and it's pre-written, it still connected with me. It still hit home. And that was crazy to me. That's when, for me, that's when it turned. Yeah, it was still the funeral part. But for me, I was just like, holy shit, this worked. This really worked. This part in the game worked for me. Come to find out the chip that you put in your hand, you can't take it out. You, If you take it out, you risk dying. And then you come to find out too that the chip is actually carrying, carrying the data of a certain character called Johnny Silverhand. You're probably thinking, Johnny Silverhand, who's that? Who's that? That's Keanu Reeves, man. Now, no one knew. And I had, you know, I was surprised too. Like everyone thought, oh, hey, Keanu Reeves went on, on stage at E3 and... And like, oh, I'm going to be in cyberpunk. And everyone's just like, oh, cool. He's going to be a cool character. And I think CD Projekt Red said like, oh, yeah, he's a character you meet. And you're going to do some missions or whatever with him. And everyone's like, oh, cool. Fucking, you know, Keanu Reeves is in this. This game's going to be awesome. Yeah, Keanu Reeves is the man. And Keanu Reeves is the man. He's, you know, it's cool. And then come to find out, fuck, he's with you. He's a part of you, technically. Pe technically, Johnny Silverhand is in the chip. The Osaka Corporation, he was a technically a rock band a rock artist singer player who became a terrorist to try to take down the Osaka corporation in 2020 and died so and then you're you know it's like 50 years later and all his data all his information is saved on that chip so like it's kind of like a cool like the premise of the whole thing is like he's in you He's kind of taking over you. He's He wants to try to take over your body. It's like a fight in the beginning, but then you kind of come together and you kind of sympathize with each other and he's not really trying to kill you. He's just trying to figure out what's going on and he's just like subconsciousness kind of thing and it kind of like 
No, no. What I liked about that was like it was kind of like an idea of like, man, if all like you, what's in your brain, like your memory, your your brain, if you put it on like a hard drive, all that data is that still you? It has all your memories, all your thoughts, all that stuff. For for a while, like in the game, it's like yeah, Johnny died after like bombing the Osaka Corporation building. He died in that explosion or they catch him. I forgot what the whole thing was. And like he's dead, right? But he's technically living on in that chip. And like all his data is in that. For for like a while I was like, nah. at the end of the game, you're going to find an old Johnny. And you're going to be like, hey, your subconscious of when you were young is there. And, but you're still alive. You actually survived it. No, they didn't do that. Fucking Johnny's dead. Johnny's a hundred percent dead, and he's is his data or whatever is still in your brain. And he, there's even that conversations that the characters with other people that find out about it are like, is that you talking or is that Johnny? What you're choosing to say or do, not actually you, but the subconscious of Johnny and stuff. So it's got this cool kind of dynamic to it. I th I mean, I don't think it's. I'm pretty sure this type of story type of thing has been told before i've never really seen it in a game i know it's been discussed that type of thing you know but I, i've never really seen it in a game i brought i like how they're doing it in cyberpunk but what i really liked was sometimes you go back to memories right you go back to memories of johnny certain things certain thoughts and then someone brings up yeah you're seeing johnny's memories but those are memories that are his memories so you can never trust even your own memories because your your memories are your memories, meaning you can alter them. When you think back on a memory, even now, like think back at a memory when you were a kid, you know, or a teenager, adult, even something last week. It's not going to be exactly what happened. The, things are going to change. Things are different. Your, your brain, what your memory remembers is a memory you had, but doesn't mean it's the exact thing thing it's not a hundred percent correct you can alter something you can change something something can be off a bit or or exaggerated and and that made me go oh dude that's a that's a crazy thing to think of that's true if i think back at something when i was a child i remember a good amount of it but what am i getting right what am i getting wrong but it was it was just a cool concept all, all that stuff with johnny and keanu reeves did a great job he really surprising to see how much he had to do in this game like how much he actually did how much voice recording and there was moments where you got to play as johnny either whether it was flashbacks to find out something important in the story or you know you would allow johnny to take over your body he could take over your body and so you would be johnny at that moment but v you know and then old past friends of johnny uh, like Rogue, you're convincing her like, hey, I am Johnny. And there was only one way Johnny could convince her is to be the way Johnny would be. This rocker, out of hand drinker. When it came to the stuff with Johnny, it was just always cool to have, you know, having Johnny in your in your head. You know, Johnny was always either talking to you, saying something. And then when you go into the menu of the game and like, oh, OK, I'm going to check out a mission. What mission do I have to do? Everything that's summarized is Johnny's words. Everything 
if you want need to find out about a job, it's Johnny talking to you about that job or what you need to do or what's happening or what had happened during a past job. All that stuff, it's, it's really neat because it's putting that idea of like him being in your head. Yeah, it was, it was cool. I, I liked that aspect of it. I liked that turn of it. And, you know, now that I think about it, Johnny Silverhand's technically kind of Navi, if you think about it. Really enjoyed that aspect. But a lot of what I didn't like about Cyberpunk 2077, I think its interface was kind of all over the place. Uh, going through the map... If you want to do craft, I didn't even bother doing any crafting. All that stuff just seemed confusing. Right from the beginning of the game, even not even till like toward the end of a game. And I think it's pretty much similar with a lot of games in general. You kind of don't figure out a lot of what you can do till the end. But I just feel Cyberpunk just threw so much shit at you. You can craft, you can augment your body, your reflexes, technical abilities, intelligence, cool. Those are basic, those those parts like cool, intelligence, body, reflexes, common in most RPGs. That's understandable. But even like me trying to find like missions, I was like, where do I go to even just get a list of my missions? I didn't know that I could just go to map, hit down, and then it would have the list of missions. But then even when you had the list of missions, um, there's main jobs, side jobs, rides, gigs, and it's just all this stuff that's, it's like separated, but even that, like I'm going to talk about rides. People would hit you up and be like, hey, this car's for sale. This is for sale. You can do this. You can do that. They People do not stop bothering you with text messages. Phone calls, I don't give a fuck. Like a lot of those weren't really that bad. But when it comes to texts, like, dude, I don't give a fuck. If I didn't reply to the last five times you sent me a fucking hey you might be interested in this car i don't give a fuck when you do it another 10 20 times man like there's probably people who are like hell yeah i bought a ton of cars in cyberpunk for me that wasn't it like i didn't i didn't care about that but a lot of that like the the the, the layout of the the interface did not dig did not dig it at all as time goes on of course you understand it but even going to the map it's just there's there's ways to like okay i'm gonna just turn this on turn that on but like just be specific in certain things, you know, like it's just so all over the place. I was never a big fan of the Assassin's Creed games. I just feel, felt like they always added shit just to like pad a a game, you know, their open world games. And I kind of have to say, I think there's a good chunk of stuff in this too that they kind of have for padding. But there were still a lot of side missions I ended up doing. Uh, a lot of the side missions I ended up liking a lot. I didn't do everything though. There's a lot of games where if I get into the open world, I love to do everything. But if it's not fun, I don't force it. I never do. Uh, games like Ghost of Tsushima, oh, I, I wanted to do everything because everything was fun. I did all that stuff. None of that stuff was boring. Uh, Spider-Man games, Spider-Man Miles Morales, same thing. Oh, I love, I love doing all that stuff. That stuff is fun. Uh, except Miles Morales, I think the one thing that was kind of like, eh, was... Um, trying to find the, the music beats but anyway uh, but that was one thing uh in cyberpunk there was a lot of shit i didn't want to do i didn't care about cars i didn't care about having to try to find the tarot card images around the city uh there's also a lot of stuff that isn't shown in like that are part of missions or can't like a lot of stuff you can miss so that's kind of like a bummer because i heard a lot of cool stuff about the the artificial intelligent vending machine that talks to you. Like I never ran into that. There was one time I ran into 
a dude who was just like, hey, man, you want some cyber videos or something? And I'm like, what? And then I stopped. He's like, yeah, man, you want to buy this cyber video? Watch it. Like, this is how much it costs. And then that became a mission. Like, it popped up in the missions. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, this wasn't even an option before. And I thought that was cool. But at the same time, I was like, I don't give a shit about this cyber stuff. Like, I'm, I'm busy doing other stuff. I don't care. I'm, I'm out of here. And, and there was, like, other things, like the NCPD that was just like, hey, we got some criminals, uh, bring them back alive, or hey, there's these psycho killers, take care of this person, or take care of that person. That I just wasn't interested in doing that. I was like, I'm not going to be an NCP, like, PD freaking lapdog or whatever. I'm not going to do shit for them. I'm like, why am I going to do shit for the police? That's how I felt. Like, my character, like, fuck any of that. But, that I mean, that's what's kind of cool because it was my character, and that's how I felt. They don't force it on you. It's not like you, you have to do it, but a lot of stuff in, in, in it I didn't I didn't care to do. Uh, even like there was uh, races you can do, and um, yeah, the races I was just like, nah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do those. It didn't seem fun to me. The Delamain cab service, this artificial AI service, that was a side one that you can do, and and the story evolved into that this AI's. AIs split apart and were like kind of his children and his children were going haywire so there were some that wanted to commit suicide there was other ones that were just like wreaking havoc only thing I didn't like about that I did the last mission in that final mission you had an option to free the other artificial intelligences because they kind of closed everything down you had to break into the building of the Delamine headquarters and with all the artificial intelligence Johnny even said like V, you better, because Johnny will sometimes recommend things to do or not to do. And sometimes you have choices on how certain things can have an outcome. And then Johnny's like, V, you better not, you better not like pretty much kill these other artificial AIs. These are just the kids that want to be set free kind of thing. The only way I was able to do it is I think my intelligence or my, I think it was the intelligence or technique had to be a certain levels high, which I was low by like four. So it gave me an option, but it didn't. Because I didn't have it at the level it needed to be. So I was only stuck on choosing the one where I had to kill the other artificial intelligence. I pretty much combined everything together so Delamain could go back into service. And I was just like, well, that sucked. So I loaded a previous save before I did that. I had enough level points to increase it to the point where I had the option to choose the other option. And I chose that other one, which I like better, like free the other AIs, but still free Delamine, I think that what it was. I like that ending more. It was just kind of a bummer. It's like, hey, he, you have an option, but technically you don't have an option if you don't have your level high. But then I get it. Like, it's a, it's an RPG staple. Like, you don't have that option unless you're ranked that high. But I just kind of like, I wish it didn't show me. Technically, I wish it didn't show me like, hey, you can have this option. Personally, I wish I didn't because then... I know I'm kind of, I don't know if I'm, I'm not really contradicting myself, but I would have preferred not to have known so that if someone would have been like, oh, dude, if your level was higher, you would have been able to rescue them. Not know that I have an option. So it would have, I don't know. I, I prefer, I would prefer that personally. I would have preferred that because then I was like, oh, okay, that, then that's cool. I don't know. That was the only thing I was like, oh, that was a bummer. So I never really... After that, I kind of never really leveled up anything until there was an option where I had to choose. 
So if something like that came up again, where I needed to have a certain thing at a certain level to choose the option I wanted, that's what I ended up doing. And what's cool is I could actually bring up the menu when I have that option to bring up that that skill. So that that's neat. It's not horrible, but I kind of, I don't know, want more choices than being blocked from it. But again, I get it. You choose... You pretty much choose your, your the outcome of your character, and that outcome will determine what options you have. I get it. I get that. I just after that happened, I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna hold back my perk upgrades or whatever, and so I could choose the options I want, basically. But yeah, a lot of a lot of the mission stuff was really cool. Oh, and there was there was some there was some mission stuff that were really good, like really well written. Elizabeth and Jefferson Perales, they're both like the husband's running for mayor and I think I think the wife is running for something else. I forget, but they're like political people and you kind of do jobs for them and what I liked about that was just Johnny kind of goes like, "Yo, these these politicians like they act like they're your friend, but they only need you for something and once they don't need you anymore or if you're in their not in their way, but if you're an inconvenience to them. You're nothing to them. They'll, they're all smiles and they'll shake your hands. But once the job's done, they don't, they don't give a fuck about you. So don't let your guard down. And after he said that, I thought the acting from both people who played Elizabeth and Jefferson was so good because it wasn't like, you know, oh, I'm evil, so I speak evil. You know, it it was kind of like welcoming, and they were really kind. And even though Johnny had told me, like, hey, dude, don't fucking trust politicians. After, like, talking to him for a little bit, I'm like, man, they're really nice people. Oh, shit, no. They don't give a fuck about me. What? No, I can't think they're cool. But, like, how they played it, they just seemed so welcoming, you know? Like, I thought that was really neat. I, I liked how they did that because it made that interesting. It made that storyline, the missions they give you, that much better because you want to do it for them but then later when i started doing some of the missions you find out oh shit someone's spying on them someone's implanting memories in their brains pretty much controlling these politicians they don't know who's controlling them then you find out that the wife kind of knew that but she doesn't want her her husband to find out because her husband's the kind of guy who if you fucking tell him something, he's going to try to figure it out. Like, he'll fight his way out of it. So she's more worried for the husband. And then you kind of question her, like, well, what does that mean? Is that you saying that? Or the people who are controlling your mind telling you to say that? And then she tells you, just please don't tell my husband the truth. Like, I'll figure this out. Don't tell my husband. And then when you speak with the husband, you have the option to tell him the truth or not. I told him the truth. So when Elizabeth texts me in the game, she goes, why I understand your intentions, but why did you do this? Don't ever call me. Don't call my husband. I'm blocking you. And I was like, fuck. That's it. I can't play those missions anymore. I'm not mad. I made my choice. I get it because I thought, okay, it's better that the husband knows. But he was like, he didn't understand where he, not he didn't understand where he was anymore, but he's like, he was like freaking out. It's like, what I'm thinking, is that what I'm thinking or am I not thinking or are they putting something in my head? So she got pissed off because she knew how he was going to react. She got mad because I told him the truth. And like, because of that, I got cut out from the rest of the missions. And I was like, God damn it. That sucks so bad because I was having so much fun with those missions. They were done so well. Like 
I think that storyline they were kind of going with like could work on it for like its own game depending on where it goes. Maybe it wasn't really going to go anywhere crazy. For all I know, maybe that's where it was supposed to end. Maybe I wasn't going to get any missions. I don't think so though. But it it was really neat. Like they they did such a great job. It it, it was it was awesome. Like I really enjoyed that and a lot of other missions too. But there were so there was so much in Cyberpunk 2077 like those type of missions, things that you can do that were just really well done and something that I have to applaud CD Projekt Red for. I'm saying a lot of positive stuff. There is a lot of negative stuff, but before I go into the negative, look, Cyberpunk 2077, people were like praising it so much. Like, oh my God, it's going to be the greatest game in the entire world, the greatest game of all time, game of the year. And it's just like, you don't know. Like, yeah, you know, CD Projekt Red, they did The Witcher. People love that, but this is a new game, new they're a newer IP that they're working on. Like, you don't know. It looks cool, but you don't know about a game until you get the game. And of course, we all know how it released. But what I really have to applaud, they don't do anything groundbreaking for open world games, right? There's nothing in this where it's like, oh my God, this is going to change all open world games for the rest of my life. No, it's not. There's nothing in this really that does that. But they did a fantastic job in character animation. Not only that, but the way characters move interact and look at you i would have to say we haven't seen anything that robust and well done since half-life 2 because half-life 2 was a first person game just like cyberpunk 2077 and you're looking at the characters and gordon freeman and and alex and stuff talking right to you interacting with you right cd project red takes it a step further they're still talking to you, interacting with you, but these characters can move around, gesture. It feels like you're talking to a real person. And then if you're moving, like, I find it crazy. Like, you move your character around. The other, the NPC, the person you're talking to that's you're playing off of is still staring at you. They follow you, you know? They lean on the counter. They look, look to the side. They scoff. Their eye rolls. You know, their their eyebrow goes up. You know, they're actually moving and they're having gestures like an actual person. For example, like Horizon Zero Dawn. Beautiful game. You know, it looks really nice. But the people are so wooden. You know, they're just like, My wife got attacked by a saber-toothed tiger. And my daughter, she lost her scarf. And she's hurt. Can you help her? And they're stiff as a bone and either looking the opposite direction. It feels flat. Where cyberpunks, like, they're leaning, they look at you, just, like, that's what got me. That's what kind of sucked me more into that world, sucked me more into Night City. That type of thing, I think that is what they should be getting praise for. Because I've not seen anything as detailed as they've done in this game. Again, yes, there's glitches, people have been experiencing stuff, that sucks. But when it works, it works. There was moments in Cyberpunk 
I've never felt like, oh shit, I've driven here before. Visually, it's just a futuristic version of it. Going up a mountain, I'm like, whoa, these mountain hills remind me of these mountain hills in Valencia. Like, holy shit, like that's crazy. Or going this way feels like going to the way through San Diego, going to San Diego, anywhere in Anaheim, Santa Ana. Like there were places, but like a futuristic version. So it was kind of crazy in a lot of places. I was seeing the future version of places I was familiar with. A lot of landscapes, a lot of the areas looked very similar. And it, it, that was really neat to me. And the lighting too. A lot of the lighting in this game felt like, oh yeah, it's early morning. It's late night. You know, like it felt very real. So that, that was crazy. There was, there was a lot of times where I liked driving around Night City and just being in awe, like, man, I've seen this area before. Even though it's a unique place, you know, it was just very weird in a good way. Gameplay-wise, the shooting was cool. Uh, depending on how high you got your skill up, depending on what kind of weapons you used, you, you can either have had a good time or a bad time. But I think a lot of the weapons were really well done. Using, like, the katanas, like, I ended up being more stronger with, like, katanas or blunt weapons than I was with guns. I focused more on that because sometimes I could, I was able to take out groups of people just with my katana. But in the later part of the games, I would use more like the hand grenades or guns if I needed to. But there was never anything in Cyberpunk where I ended up get it was too hard. If, if anything, I would just die because a stupid glitch sometimes, not that often, or just I overextended myself i ran out of stamina so it was my fault i kept swinging even though i knew i didn't have any more stamina now if you had listened to previous episodes of, of the podcast where i talked about cyberpunk i i was like oh man the boxing is really awesome uh i'm here to say it ends up not being that great <laughs> throughout the game the boxing was kind of lame at first it seemed like it was going to be like very robust and oh man you're gonna be able to do so much with boxing in this game no nah, that's kind of lame there was also missions to do boxings, like it was called Beat the Brat or Beat Beat Yeah, Beat the Brat. And you have to oh go go to boxing matches and earn money or earn other things. And it just wasn't fun. It was not fun at all. I thought, oh hell yeah, I get to use this cool boxing mechanic and and fight people. No, no, wasn't good. Did not dig it. Boxing was very half assed. If anything, that was the worst part mechanic wise. But there was a uh you can augment your body, get different abilities. And I had one where you can, out of your wrists, you can kind of pull out these wires and then hit fight with that. So it was like whipping. I didn't get that till the end. That's pretty neat. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of sex stuff in, <laughs> in Cyberpunk. It was crazy. I like, there's a lot of things in here. I am surprised that this game did not get an adult's only rating with the amount of content that was in here. I don't think it was that bad. To be honest, I'm not like very prudish where I'm just like, oh my God, they're, they're making noises. It's right. No, I think I was just more surprised at how much there was in there. There wasn't really anything that showed penetration. There was a lot of sexual stuff, ton of dildos, but actually I don't think there was enough dildos. You should have more dildos. There are moments you can have sex in this game. Making out moments, sex moments. I don't know, man. I don't think that stuff kind of works in games. Like a lot of games do it. You know, the God of War games. The older God of War games. I know Witcher had it. The Last of Us Part 2 had a sex scene in it, which seemed just, it was really off. It's just, I don't know. I haven't seen a good one done yet. 
You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying, like, don't you... Oh, you shouldn't have that in games. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I haven't seen anything in a game involving sex that just didn't feel or look silly. I think there's moments in cyberpunk where it doesn't look silly, but you're just kind of like, this is silly. I'm just watching... I don't know. It just It was more silly than anything. Again, I'm not against it. I'm not like they shouldn't have it in there. I'm just saying I just haven't seen anything yet in a game where it's, I guess, done tastefully. Has there been? I can't think of one, you know? Like, <laughs> I think Video Game Donkey kind of kind of did it well where you live in a world that's everything is only fans because there's, there's sex stuff everywhere. And not that I don't think that would really happen, but I think there would be like a limit to certain things, certain areas, right? You know what? I realized I almost forgot too. Um, I forgot about Pan Am. Yeah, Pan Am and the Aldecados. Everyone there, like that's a cool submission. Like technically a lot of stuff in Cyberpunk you can miss out on. Um, you don't have to do some of the side missions. But if you don't do the stuff with Pan Am, it doesn't unlock an option toward the end to for her to help you out. And that's one of the options that I used at the end of um, Cyberpunk where you had to choose between either go with certain people's plans. I ended up building like a relationship with Pan Am and I went with her and had her help me with the final mission. Yeah, even with her, Saul... Him getting his head crushed. Like a bunch of crazy stuff. It, it, it's cool how much. Like even those side stories. You you can completely like. Disregard them. And not ever do them. But don't have the options to choose. A certain ending. And there's multiple endings that I saw online. That you can get many different ways. A lot of it's really crazy. I romance Judy. Uh, which I, right off the bat, like she was a character I was super interested in. I'm like, oh, I like this character. You know, a lot of the characters are intriguing, interesting, and you want to get to know them more. Yeah, I liked I liked the ending. Supposedly I got the, there's multiple endings, but I guess I got a good, a really good ending. But I still liked it. I liked how, you know, it all wrapped itself up. Uh, and, you know, the choices you make, the choices I got to make as V in completing the game. A lot of movie references. That's the thing. Like, I, um, I like Cyberpunk a lot. It was it, when it all comes down to it. I really, really, really did enjoy Cyberpunk. It is, it is so shitty how this game came out. That's the one bummer for me. Is when all said and done, there was glitches, man. I did experience some glitches, some weird things, but I don't. I didn't experience as bad as everyone else. And again, I'm not trying to discredit everyone's bad experience with Cyberpunk. You know, it sucks that people, it's barely, it's not even playable on PS4s or Xbox Ones. And that's fucking sucks, man. And then people who are even playing it on a pro, dude, even people on high-end PCs still are getting glitches and a ton of stuff isn't working well. That just sucks in general. I was at least lucky enough to not experience that much stuff. That much stuff. And you know what? Sometimes I, I've noticed that I've been lucky when it comes to glitchy games. But I will say that Cyberpunk out of my whole time of playing video games since I was a kid till now is the one game I've experienced so much bugs in my entire life, that game, right? But then it's so little because I haven't experienced so much, but what I experience is the most in a game that I, that I ever have. And, and I mean, that sucks that 
how this game came out all everything that I really enjoy about this game from the character animation to the dialogue to the story to the gameplay it sucks that all this hard work from all the people who are working on this game at CD Projekt Red like the people who really worked hard on this they're just getting a ton of shit because some corporate bigwig assholes want to get it out during holiday to make a money and to please their investors. That's what really fucking sucks about this game. You know, it's yeah, it sucks that it came out the way it did and I liked it. It was a good game. Bugs aside, as a game, it was good. Is it the greatest game of all time? No. It's not. It's not at all. But it's a game I really enjoyed. It's a game that I wish we were talking more about what was good instead of what was bad. It just sucks that this is how that game released. And are the people who worked on it. The people who really worked on this game. I want them to get the credit they deserve. I want to be optimistic and be like, people are going to forget about this in a couple of months. And everyone's going to focus on the game and how great it is. But I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen. I really don't. I want to be wrong. I really do. Cause we lost everything. We had to pay the the first two days when cyberpunk came out i think it was kotaku and lately kotaku's just been kind of throwing whatever type of article they right now they just throw out anything it was an article about how cyberpunk isn't predicting a future that's realistic or a future that what it should be with the technology that we have and i think it was miss it's missing the point cyberpunk 2077 isn't trying to make a future that we like a future world where we live in now to what it could be in the future it's taking from all the things that this game was inspired by. Cyberpunk 2077 is based on a tabletop game called Cyberpunk. And this game took a ton of influence on all kinds of stuff Cyberpunk. Stuff like Blade Runner. Very heavily influenced by Blade Runner. Dude, even stuff in Cyberpunk 2077, you go around. It's it like they even have the freaking clamshells in the toilets. Like Demolition Man, to wipe your butt. That's in that's in the game. It's like paying homage to that. It pays homage to so many other things, like other game, other games like Hideo Kojima's Snatcher is based on like blatantly a ripoff of a good chunk of stuff from Blade Runner and Terminator. But it's influenced by that. And I think what CD Projekt Red was doing was paying homage to what Cyberpunk was, what that tabletop game was based on 80s technology with you know the technology it saw in Blade Runner and fusing that together and then they they are paying respects to that visual aspect of it but also kind of stuff from like Demolition Man and things it's not trying to be based in our world in the future it's based on the world that that game was made from and improving on it and creating it from there it's not trying to be like everyone has iPhones. Everyone has 
clear tablets. It's like an avatar. Like, my guess was this person wanted it to be like, oh, how Avatar looked. Or, hey, the technology now should, should be based on that. It's like, no, it's not based on that. It's based on the tabletop game. And it and I think CD Projekt Red did a good job of bringing all those aspects together and, and creating the technology in the world with, yes, even stuff from ours from this world but merging it with like an 80s style cyberpunk Blade Runner look you know and I like that I liked what they did I just think it missed the point and I think that's a lot of what what it is right now is people missing the point people wanting it a certain way but it's not it fucking sucks that cyberpunk came out the way it did but it did will cyberpunk 2077 be able to do a no man's sky and come back from all this I don't think so but for me, I had a good time in Night City. I had a good time hanging out with Jackie. And I had a good time with Johnny Silverhand. I had a good time being V. I had a good time making choices. And it's a world that I do want to go back to one day. Maybe check it out when the upgrades come out and all patched up and they have a new game plus and I could start from the beginning and make some of the choices that I kind of missed out on in my first playthrough. It was a world I enjoyed. It wasn't the greatest game of all time, but I met some cool people. I had some good times. Cyberpunk 2077 had a good time. Till next time, everybody. See you in that city.